Hello, welcome to episode number 334 of the Apple Up Podcast. I am your host, Simon Head. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by AIXDSP.com. Get affordable and useful plugins for your digital audio workstation. Get the IC Intuition Compressor. It's a compressor that gives you a clear and intuitive visual display that shows exactly what is happening to your audio at all times. Click the link in the description for more information. If you want to support my work on a monthly basis, go to patreon.com slash Pledge as much as or as little as you want on a monthly basis to help with my hosting that's web hosting, and gas fees, that's gasoline. And you can cancel at any time. Uh, go buy a t-shirt by going to appalock.ca slash shop. Um, there's some stuff there, uh, I think a shirt, and I think there's some music. Don't for, If you're an iTunes or Apple Podcasts kind of person, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Give it five stars, please. Like and share on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Pod. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at SimonHead666, and do not forget to listen to the show now on Spotify. Okay? There you go. That's all the bits. Uh, today on the show, I have Brent Randall and Johnny Toomey from the band called Vanity Mirror. Vanity Mirrors is a duo that's sort of a, a slightly Toronto, slightly Los Angeles-based pop duo. They've just put a new record out on We Are Busy Bodies. They seem to be our record label du jour here for the last for the last couple of episodes. Has been um, this thing's going on with this amazing record label. Yeah, the record's coming out in May twenty May twelfth. So uh, you know you got some time. You got some time to sort of get into this. Uh, the new album is called Puff. It's 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 a great it's a great record and a great couple of guys. And it was fun to meet these guys, ladies and gentlemen, Brett Randall. And Johnny Toomey from the band Vanity Mirror on the Apolog Podcast. How you doing? Sorry, I didn't send you the link. That's my completely my fault. Oh, all good, all good. Yeah, I just I was just like, oh, I guess maybe we're not doing it. I was just like, whatever. <laughs> You're in Toronto. Yeah, I'm in Toronto right now. Yeah. Nice. Where are you? Yeah, I'm just outside of Toronto. I work in Toronto. I work at Exhibition Place, so I'm I'm downtown every day. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm in Parkdale, so not yeah, too yeah. far. Yeah, up by. Uh, well, it's close to. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, we know where. You're. So we're we're yeah. we're cutting we're cutting Johnny out of this. So Johnny, you've never been to Toronto. No. Wow. I really want to and I want to go there and I really want I really want to go to like Montreal and just hang there for a little bit. I would think that Montreal is kind of a neater town when it comes to That's stuff what like that. That's people say. Yeah. 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 There's cool stuff in Toronto, but there's less less wow factor, I feel like. I, I think there's more like kind of art based music in Montreal. I that's my belief. I just feel that just there's more more um, sustenance. For, yeah. For that type of stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So uh, basically, I mean, tell me how you guys kind of met because obviously this is a 
multi-international kind of thing. Um, how did all this come together? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, so I was living in Toronto. I played music. I lived in Halifax for a long time. I, I started playing music out there, and then I came to Toronto. Um, and then I went down to L.A. in 2017, I guess. I was playing bass for a guy named uh, Calvin Love. I don't know if you know him. He's uh, Edmonton, I guess, originally. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, we did a residency in L.A., and so we went down. And uh, I ended up staying there and hanging out because I work remotely, so I was able to kind of hang out after doing that month-long residency. And uh, kept bumping into Johnny at sort of vintage clothing shops and stuff. And we'd always see each other at, uh, you know, so we, and then we realized that we, we uh, both played music as well and had similar interests, you know, in certain music and, and style and stuff. And uh, so around that time, Johnny was trying to put together a new band because Johnny, as you'll say, has had been you know playing a number of groups in LA for a while, but he was trying to put something together new. And so, um, yeah, we just kind of met a few times, and then he invited me to go um, maybe try playing with some of some other guys that he knew. So we started forming another band there called Electric Looking Glass, which was sort of like a uh, a, a 60s kind of late 60s baroque sunshine pop group and so and that's still sort of an active project or not so active it's kind of on hiatus now but and so that's we kind of just uh started playing together and um and i kept renew renewing my visa because i was having so much fun playing with those guys and uh so that, that was our main thing and then of course during the pandemic i ended up coming back to canada <clears throat> it made sense for a number of reasons and um that's where this project kind of started is that I've been demoing stuff and sending stuff to Johnny, you know, maybe for that group and he would overdone drums and, and uh, send it back to me. And then we just kind of slowly amassed all this material. And, uh, and then we just started to kind of like it, how it was, you know, there's always the fear of, or I didn't want to go like, you know, we thought about maybe re-recording it with that other group or doing this or that, but um, I've always really loved, so I'm kind of just diving into the whole spiel <laughs> right here. Um, maybe I'll stop there and let Johnny talk about his, that's how I met Johnny and built up my past. I, I used to release records as Gentle Brent or Brent Reynolds, the Pinecones here in Canada. That's how I met Johnny and how we start by music, but I'll let Johnny maybe talk about his, uh, his past before I just ramble on here. Um, yeah, basically most of what he said is true. <laughs> no lies. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I've been playing in bands around Southern California since like early mid nineties and then in San Francisco for a bit and then came back to LA around 2000 and have just been, you know, so solidly active. And um, the band I was in fell apart around the time that I met Brent and um we just kind of hit it off like he said you know we met like at, at a vintage store and then i actually ran into him a second time at a vintage store <laughs> and you know we kind of started talking about doing music and then one day he wrote me and he's like hey let's just do it i'm like okay yeah it's it, let's i know a couple guys one of them i just met 
and the other from my old band i'm like hey let's just start jamming with brent it, he showed me some of his previous stuff and it sounds really cool and it's something i haven't really delved into really and so let's let's try to make a go of this and so it just kind of slowly started coming together and yeah, it took a little while to get the album going and um you know like he said with the pandemic it kind of really put a damper on things and brent had to leave and then him and i started talking about just doing home recordings and things like that like it's totally doable and it's just it just kind of morphed from there it's almost out of necessity the way we did it because you know two different parts of you know the continent and just because we wanted to do it and we wanted to do it that way too we kind of wanted to step out of the usual let's go to a studio or we got to have a tape machine or any of this so we we're like let's just try it he's like get a zoom recorder and put it up to the drums and let's see how it sounds and it sounded great so i just he just started sending me tracks so it's just a really simplified way and it's been working phenomenally i don't think i could ever go back to a normal band situation to be honest because it's it just lends to being so flexible and just being so easy and i can just get really micro about my parts without having to worry about somebody else trying to figure out their parts and then you're locked into what you're doing and the bass player's like well why did you change that i'm like well because it's better they're like now i gotta change everything I so th i love this format it actually is like we've been able to do a lot and we're actually now on to our second album like almost more than midway through so well you'd never know when you hear the record you, you it just sounds like dudes playing in a room which is right which is praise really because you know i mean i had no idea if i'm what i would hear was because it just sounds so kind of jelly and everything just sort of works and and that is a uh a hard thing to do when you are on different sides of the world. Um, I mean, I, I, it's a testament to your guys' communication as as a, as just as a couple of guys who are into the same type of thing. Um, I guess right. it, there has to be some some type of uh, it has to be a connection there. Otherwise, it's sort of like people just putting their parts on parts, and then it becomes what it becomes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I would say if, if we didn't have the history of jamming as much as we did prior to that, it definitely be a lot more difficult, but we know how to read each other now and I can anticipate what he's looking for. And he, he knows my playing style too. So where it's just easy, everything's just flows. And so, yeah, if it was just coming cold, it would probably be a little different, you know, but it, it just works really well because of our shared past and, and what we have in mind as far as moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and I think we also embraced um, kind of what I was trying to say before is like I didn't uh, in the past I've always hated the whole process of you know chasing the demo or trying to I've always been stuck in that thing where I I'll, re I'll, rec I'll record a demo at home that I love and then I tr and then I never quite like the actual recording I never feel like I can get there so with this stuff we. Another big thing of it was that we didn't really overthink it too much. We were just sort of having fun recording. We, we weren't even sure if we were doing an album or what it was we were working on. Um, I think actually for the most of the time, we weren't expecting to release it. We thought we were doing demos. Um, 
So I think that was handy too, and like not overthinking and just really enjoying the process and having fun. And then it kind of was wasn't until the end where I was real when not you know for me I was thinking like uh, you know I didn't want to go through the process of trying to recreate all the little happy accidents you know because often you know that's what I always like you know I was it's always like the little imperfections or the, that can kind of really give you some personality and. Um, I mean, I'm the kind of person who I always, I always prefer to hear the demo of a song than the actual song, you know. So when we were kind of done, I was just kind of like, hey, maybe we should just put this out because it's kind of, you know, why re why complicate it and try and do like a good version or a, a more professional version or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that process kind of allowed us to sort of just uh, not overthink and just have fun creating and then and. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I I'm going to say that when when a band say like Wilco get together and they start playing Jeff Tweedy songs, they start off as Jeff Tweedy songs, then they turn into Wilco songs. So same idea sort of like you guys sort of bypass that whole let's try to make it sound like this and just sort of sounded like that. You know, cuz who would have known if you would get a whole band in in a room together and start creating this music, you probably would have gone maybe ultra to where it, this is, you know, and maybe right, right. not necessarily a good idea and necessarily a good thing because right. you're trying to, like you say, chase the demo. Uh, they call it demoitis, where it's demo like, yeah. I, I can't <laughs> tell you how many times I've suffered from that. You know, yes. I, I send in songs to a record label, like this is 20 years ago, and they go like, hey, we like this. I'm like, well, I haven't even recorded yet. This is me playing everything. It's just demos. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. then the hard stuff starts where you're trying to make it sound better and feel better because that's essentially it's how it feels at this point. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Right. Feel. Which I think is a, it's a dying, it's a dying art of making music feel good. Like it. it yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think there's so much, you have so much opportunity now to fix everything so much that sometimes you can focus yeah. on that rather than the feeling. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And I feel like the technology is there to where you def you could just sit there and just let it rip and record it and actually get a good recording out of it. It's not like it was even 20 years ago where you're using like a Tascam four track cassette. And then, I mean, even those sound cool, but I think also people are more open to that now and they're more accepting. Okay. This kind of has a warts and all type thing. As long as it's all there and it sounds good. It's like, what's wrong with releasing that? Um, yeah. You know, cause there's even things that we started in the process bonding on like television personalities and how that is just kind of so like you know homespun and just like this base level but it comes across being so earnest and so honest you know and that's kind of how we wanted to keep it and not embellish it you know with all these layers of things if it doesn't need that who says it needs that you know it it's up to us and i think also listeners are more accepting of that now and, it, and it's okay it, Luckily, we have like good enough like equipment that's easy and portable and remote that we can do stuff fairly easily and fairly quickly, and it just it's able to be done. You know, whereas like a long time ago, it'd be a lot harder. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And you know, the way you said you hit a very good point because I think ten or fifteen years ago, it needed to be perfect, needed to be right, yeah, and, and because yeah. it could be perfect. And now I yeah. think it feels like there's a pushback to say, 
doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to be good. And good doesn't necessarily right. mean perfect. I mean, you know, yeah. when you hear stuff like the White Album, it's like there's mistakes all over that record, but it's a oh, classic yeah. album. It's a, you mm-hmm. know, right. Can't beat it. Right. I think, you know, there was just more for like the feeling for that. And I think, you know, everyone kind of agrees now that there's so much that's been sucked out of music because everything's so perfect and so in line and everything's snapped to a grid and edited down. And it's like, you know, you miss so much of the feeling of it and the soul of it. And so I think when people get a kind of warts and all thing, they know that it's, that's what it is. And they're more apt to like have like a connect a connection to it mm-hmm. yeah there's an intimacy so, there i think yeah know, and a vulnerability that people connect right with. and i think in in now with the internet people this instant sharing is so prevalent that people are used to it you know like people you know with with social media people share share their ideas and everything so instantly and that's so i think people are used to that now where it's not like and now, and more so, you know, I think, feel like the trend is with that stuff is that the more authentic, quote unquote authentic, you are, you know, it, it, it reaches more. Um, so I think that is something that is more prevalent that people are used to. So that, you know, releasing mu- low, you know, quote, quote unquote, low fi music is, yeah. is, is more, uh, yeah, accessible than ever. Yeah. And it's just, you know, we decided also with this just to kind of embrace the limitations and how your limitations are your kind of like, um, you know, your secret weapon. It's like, it's what's, what's making you, you and just embracing them and almost just kind of exposing those limitations. And that just shows like how honest this is and how, the music is what's important. There's nothing else that, that's important. Like this could be played on just a acoustic guitar and a cardboard box, but still the song is there and that's what's being conveyed. You know, there's all the bells and whistles are, you know, that's for other stuff, but this is about the songs. So it's just, if you embrace that, it just comes through and it just cuts right away. Do you think, um, you know, how everything goes in circles and waves, it's about a 20-year time where things start coming back. Um, yeah. Are we, where do you feel we are with, like, modern music or popular music? I mean, where do you think we are right now in that phase? Do you think we're going to start getting into, like, you know, because the Strokes were super, like, popular. They just busted out of nowhere, like, in the early mm-hmm. 2000s, and, and that was 20 years ago, so... Do you think right, we're going to start fitting into like feeling that new type of industry? And I think the kids, the kids, they're the ones that drive this whole industry when it comes to listening and things like yeah. that. So where do you think we are right now? I feel like, um, I mean, one thing, I feel like people's tastes are more eclectic than ever, maybe t- to some degree. So I think, um, I feel like there's less, uh, you know, less categorizations of, you know, I feel like people listen to them. Like you were saying earlier, like if it's good, it's good. I think people connect with more different kinds of music, different uh, production values more than ever. Um, I agree. <laughs> yeah, right. Like it's, and you'll see yeah. it even on TikTok and stuff. It's like right. a young person will like, 
we'll love and share songs from 50 years ago, plus, you know, a weird song from yesterday, like, just all over the map. And people don't have these, like, divisions as much. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I see that a lot and see that a lot more in the last 10 years, especially where the whole kind of genre thing, it's like if you're sticking to one sort of genre, even as a listener, then you're just, you're duping yourself. It's like, why would you do that? I remember being in high school and be like, I'm into punk and that's it, you know, and you, you'd have all these kind of tribal factions and stuff. Whereas like, I think especially younger people, they see that as like this archaic, like stupid like notion and they're totally correct you know <laughs> so they're more apt to being like inclined to listen to different things and to be exposed to them more and it's like the more you do that it's like that's actually cooler you know and so i just think like brent was saying it's like it's not as homogenized as it used to be and you know things like the strokes and the white stripes and things like that i think it, they definitely like had um, an impact for a reason during that time as far as like that coming back I think it, it'll have its own like importance and in, in, but not be as like big as that was but it will still be something that's like you know people will pay attention to yeah, I, I agree. I've I've uh, I have a twenty year well, he's turning twenty in in a, in a couple of weeks, and then I have a sixteen year old daughter, and she plays music in the car that I'm like, oh, that sounds like the Cure, or oh, that yeah. sounds like this, or that sounds, and then she's bringing music to the car that I'm like, oh, but you should listen to this, and then so she's like, listening to things, you know, like that are like where it all kind of came from. You know, yeah. and that's yes. sort of like, I guess the invention of music is all about, you know, trying to cop to something that feels good and then trying to reinvent it. I mean, that's, yeah, that's what popular music kind of is, you know, and yeah, it is. And and just sort of when you say homogenized, I think that's a that's a crucial word in there, too, because it's sort of like this is my interpretation of what a band yeah. did 30 years ago and I'm doing it now. It's so crazy though when you say to when I say to my daughter I'm like but you should hear where it came from you know when you start playing like Velvet Underground and she's like what what hey, hold on a second like and then all of a sudden it's like well this is not cool anymore like <laughs> she's <excited>. right yeah <laughs> but but it's, no, it's, it's definitely like yeah it's like it takes a special kind of um movement to sort of reinvent something and and sort of serve it back to the people with a whole twist yeah so, yeah and take. I think that's that's important. And I think it's that kind of lacks that takes, you know, a certain talent. And it, it's kind of like right place, right time, lightning in a bottle type stuff. Because, you know, we're all aware of things that were happening that no one paid attention to. And then they get catch on later and like, well, these people were doing this way back then. You know, so it's just a matter of those type of circumstances. But yeah. yeah. I ask this question a lot, but I mean, what do you think? makes like a hit song yeah i mean <laughs> well i would have to say just people being able to relate to it whether it's like hitting a feel you know a certain feeling whether it's like joy or sadness i mean but really like doing it in a way that you know is like i say like like just honest and intimate without being sappy or reaching too hard 
or trying to be something else. It's like whenever something's trying to do something, then even the most kind of inept listener kind of can catch on to that. But it's just being able to speak to people and you don't have to hit them over the head with anything, but just speaking to the human emotion and human condition. And it can be through music because like that's conveyed through vibration as well. It's not just like the lyrics. It's like everything involved in it. Yeah. But and, and also like not being too long too, you know. <laughs> I don't think I think something that's like yeah. 10 minutes is never going to be a hit single, but something universal. I think cuz even like you know, I think it's like the same thing with like certain like memes you see. Like you'll see like an internet meme and it'll like point out a little joke of something that you've encountered a million times but maybe you've never had to articulate. And it'll say and it but it'll capture that thing uh in in like a one sentence plus an image or something and so i think you know i saw there's something about a song like a hit song the same thing where it's like it'll capture something that's already there that's already in sort of our collective consciousness a feeling or that's kind of already there that's just that but in an effortless way that anyone that you know, a large, pretty much any many walk of life can instantly understand everything about it. But you know, but with you know, within a little X factor, obviously yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good analogy. That's totally perfect. Yeah, yeah. you know, I think my my contribution to that would be you probably have to get about twenty five thousand to fifty thousand people who think like you. And then what you're yeah. saying right. yeah. coming from you can resonate yeah. amongst and what you're saying and what you're what you're putting out there can resonate in a factor. That's why it's like, you know, you there are success stories where songs are like, I can't believe that was such a big song. You know what I mean? Like yeah. and if you even go back like forty something years ago, well, how is Stairway to Heaven such a big single? Like right. it is right. the most right. complicated, weird song. It doesn't really have a chorus, you know what I mean? It's like True, yeah. how did right. that happen? You know, like but right. there's definitely that it's it's the message that's coming and and I've always said you know it, it it doesn't matter kind of where you're saying what you're saying is how you're saying and if people can get what you're saying with little words and just sort of cut mm-hmm. to that chase and just say here's the word you know like I'm a huge Neil Finn fan uh Crowded yeah. House and that type and right. he says words mm-hmm. that are like imagery where you're like ah, it's there I get it I understand what yeah. what's happening don't right. need it. and it, it it ties in Johnny what you're saying it, you don't need to get hit over the head with it it just, it just happens. Yeah, yeah and, right. and it doesn't have to be like uh, some transcendent thing, you know. It can be something stupid, no. you know. Yeah. But because uh, we all yeah, love so, stupid stuff too. Yeah. So many times you're like, like it's almost like it sounds familiar in a sense, where you're just like, I th- this seems like this song had been around forever. Like this just came out. Like this sounds amazing, and you know, and it's timeless. You know, and that's when you look at like Beatles stuff. It just it transcends time. It's not just '60s. Yes, it's it, you know it's from there, but you can listen to that at any time, and people are like, "This is relevant right now," and that's just speaks to the power of that. Mm-hmm. And even you listen to like like the White Stripes or things like that. I still hear that sometimes, and I'm like, "That's relevant right now." I mean, like, that sounds just as fresh. Yeah, you know, it's it, and there's other things that are just like that where you're like wow like this is held up and there's things that don't things that are trying too hard or things that are trying to be something or you know there's that social aspect too johnny i were talking about the other day 
um, like you were saying, if you have 25 people, 25,000 people who feel the same way as you, that can resonate you, that a lot of people connect with music on a social level. Like when I think about some people, you know, if you give them the song on their own, they might not think much of it. But once they hear it at a party or at a sporting event or at like a concert where they can experience enjoying it with people, then all of a sudden the song, then they connect with the song. Almost part of it is not even the song anymore. It's this sort of collective social experience of the music. And I noticed it with like, <clears throat> people in my family, people who are less sort of like music nerds, like like me, like, you know, I'll listen to all kinds of weird stuff and blah, blah, blah. But certain people in my family, you know, they, you, they hear something, I was like, oh, I don't know about, you know. But then all of a sudden, six weeks later, when they've encountered it, you know, in, in these different arenas of their life, and they've been able to like connect with other people over it, all of a sudden they love the song because it's part of this sort of meme that flows through their social circles and it becomes this like right. social thing or whatever it's like yeah. the hundredth monkey thing or whatever what's that yeah theory about? Uh, like if a certain amount of monkeys oh on typewriters <laughs> maybe that's what it is <laughs> but anyway that's my rant on that eventually get war and peace out there somehow that'll that'll happen right, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah yeah if you have enough monkeys enough monkeys yeah. and enough typewriters i love that that's uh right yeah um well i mean are is there any plans for you you guys to sort of convene and play live is this a recording project um is there something in the works possibly for the summer i think we uh we were never sure because it's kind of very much started out as a recording project but um we have had a few uh offers here and there so i think we're going to try and uh, do it i think we might nothing's confirmed yet but we have some stuff in the fall um in Europe, kind of oh, cool. coming together. There's like a showcase in Germany and maybe some stuff in Spain, which will be fun because we've never been over there to play. So it's kind of a nice opportunity. So that's kind of lit the fire for us to kind of maybe try and get a band together and 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 take it there. Yeah, Europe's the place, man. I don't that's know if it I is do. still, but it was the place. I I used to go there a lot in the early 2000s and nice. You come like when you like you feel like. You feel like just like a actual citizen in the world. You know, you land in like Germany, right. and you're like, "Oh!" And they're like, "What are you doing?" We're playing music, and they're stamping your passport. And there's no like, "What are you trying to do?" You know? Like, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Right. No, like, oh, are so you homeless? Yeah. Stealing our culture and our women? How dare you? You know? And it's yeah, right. Anyway, but like, you, if you you'll get it when you come to Canada, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right, Brent? It's like. There's this weird constant. Like I have a P2 artist visa where I can go into and fro, but still, mm -hmm. it's it's like they could stop you. And you know, but going to Europe, that's it's good to go. It's not cheap, but at the same time, the yes. life experience. Like I, I think you guys would be more about sort of how it, the life experience and the experience of actually doing something and maybe going back and doing it again. Because I know Europeans have. I don't know why I'm generalizing like that, but I have to. <laughs> is that Europeans just seem to have more of a concept of music as an art form as opposed right. to a commodity. And uh, yeah. my right. my theory is is because they have an extra thousand years of culture. Like when we <laughs> were in North America, we were like fighting people and hitting people with clubs and stuff i felt like they had museums in europe at that point you know what i mean like there was already sort right, of culture right. and the other one there was no music tv well i don't know if there's still there wasn't back then there's like mtv wasn't a thing 
So image-based yeah. music oh, was right. never an issue. So like right. old farts like me could go over in my 30s and play music and be treated like an actual musician. So Right. Right. That's interesting. That's true. Yeah. And we we hope that we can, you know, get that it be not be like we're going to be playing all the time live, but you know, maybe do some shows in Montreal and Toronto and LA and just do that, you know, once a year or a few few times a year and then maybe do a Europe thing, you know, all depending on how it goes and you know, so we're just kind of in the very beginning of figuring out how we're going to put that together because we got to like add musicians and or we could just do it as a two piece, which we've talked we've talked about. And so we're just actually being really flexible about however this kind of develops. Yeah. So, you know, it's all about just being easy and free with it. That's awesome. I have about 10 minutes on my my cue of this. So I, I think we should play a song. And uh, if you're um, if you're OK with that. Um, absolutely yeah so let's uh i have tuesday's news which i think was more my one of my more favorite ones so we'll play that great. Cool. all right sounds great here it goes little by little bit by bit
Well, you know, you guys, this record's awesome. Um, it's really good, you. and um, you know, you've, you've really, uh, I, I, it's captured something, you know, and it's it's good driving music. It's it's good hanging out music, you know. So you you did done good. Cool. Well, thank, thank you so much. Right thank you so much. And uh, and I guess it's coming out in. Um, um uh eric warner um is that the yeah we, we are, are busy bu- we are busy buddies yeah. right yeah eric and i kind of go back into the early 2000s too so he's a he's a good egg i just recorded his his kids you ever heard of his, he has a kid's oh, yeah. band mm-hmm. yeah i went to go see him play at the the garrison he did a little the show. baby g i was there i recorded oh, the that. baby g yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. oh you were there yeah, yeah i was okay, there yeah. yeah there you go yeah yeah <laughs> you know what i think i might i think i talked to you for like two minutes now that i see your face it's like oh Somehow, Quite possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you you must be friends with Danny Lodge then. Yeah, I yeah. Know Danny from way back. From yeah. like, I used to my old band. We we played with him in Sudbury in like two thousand something. And Eric booked my first band like back in two thousand five or whatever. So it's yeah, it's a, it's like a nice little movement of indie indie music. And he's sort of sort of branched off to other countries too. So now like mm-hmm. licensing records from other bands in other countries and stuff. So. Yeah, good, yeah, it's good company. It's absolutely a good company. Yeah, I like how he just focuses on cool music that he likes. It's yeah. not like a specific genre. You know, he'll put out like a Japanese jazz album, and then he'll put out his kids' album, then us, and then you know some other like Russian yeah. psych band. You know, <laughs> all over the place. And but, yeah, uh, I love that aspect. It's almost like a, a a guy's like really cool music library, you know, and we're a part of that, and that's it's a cool. It's a cool thing to be a part of. I, I like it. And I like, he's been supportive as well. And so. Yeah. It's taking place good. of the record shop where you go in and look a record and you say, what record should I buy? Record store yeah, owner. Exactly. And he yeah. would say, go get this record. And because it's really good or don't get that record, you know, that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's exactly. kind of where he's reinventing that type of curating music where that he knows people will, uh, the people that consume and buy his music will know that this is, gonna be good because it's coming from a good place yeah exactly. right that's exactly right yeah yeah well hey whenever you come to uh, toronto i know brent you're in toronto um uh please let me know and we can do something right. in person and uh, you know hang out you need a couch i got a couch here uh okay. oh, you got a place you so you're, you're fine you're set up you got plenty of couches it's uh, my place is tiny so we might hit you up <laughs> yeah right. Johnny and i want to share exactly <laughs> that's amazing well hey yeah absolutely and good luck and you know and we only mentioned pandemic twice which is a, yeah i know could right? be a record that's, record on the show I know. <laughs> what's one thing i was like i didn't you know there's been so much of that i was like yeah i yeah. always get the same you know i've been finding time to re, you know relocate and reintroduce myself to myself it's like right yeah, yeah all yeah. that you know, don't say that anymore it sucked no no yeah. no yeah now it's like oh you, maybe yeah. you should go see a shrink yeah yeah, <laughs> like, you can't use this uh, COVID stuff at, anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna get a little bell that rang every time someone said pandemic. Yeah. Like, ding, 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 ding. Hey, we <laughs> only went seven job. minutes, and then we missed the pandemic. Right. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, amazing. Great, great to talk to you guys, and you, you know too. for sure, good. You, you know, all the luck, and uh, please keep in touch. And we'll do. Yeah, absolutely. We'll definitely be playing Toronto at some point. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Let you know, sure. and maybe get I'll Eric to let me you. know, and I will. I will come out now that I work down in the city. I will be there more now because i you know being an hour and a half out of the city it's like i don't know if i want to go down and see a show <laughs> true yeah it's right. a bit of a i have a hard time even a few blocks <laughs> hour and a half so <laughs> amazing guys awesome all right all be, right thanks be, so much take care oh, thank you okay all right bye, bye. bye.
I've just realized I probably gaffed Johnny's name. Johnny, if I screwed your last name up, I went with Toomey. I went with that. That's the decision I made. And I apologize if I got it wrong. It might be Tommy? Toomey? Toomey? Toomey. I don't know. Sorry, guys. I'll get her next time. All right. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening to the show. Thanks for tuning in. Short and sweet, this one. Um, generally, when the, the service I use to do uh, web bra- uh, chatting and stuff gives me like a small window of opportunity to do it, like about 45 minutes. So I've got to kind of wrap it up around the 43-minute mark. Otherwise, it gets awkward. Get cut off. Uh, yeah. So, hey, what's going on? Um, it's been busy. been really busy. Uh, got a new job. Got new stuff. Got new things going on. Um, working, like you know, for, like a living, like a work, work for a living. Get the get the reference. Uh, it, it has been a good couple of weeks, and you know, there's going to be more episodes coming out. I, I got a couple, as they as we call in the biz, in the can, ready to go. Uh, so you know, there will will be shortage of episodes for the next couple of weeks at least. So, thanks so much for listening to the show. I, I can't, you know, listen. It's an episode per week. It's supposed to be, but it hasn't been. It's supposed to be, I think it was like 14 last year. That's not one a week. So thank you so much for listening to the show. I appreciate you guys hanging on and doing this. And, you know, uh, thank you, Chad, for setting up this interview. Oh, and thank you, Brent. And thank you, Johnny, for doing this. We'll see you next week. Okay, bye.